six weeks of making that firm decision. So it wasn't like, oh, this would be nice. It was a firm decision. This is changing. That's when I went from having been stuck at the same level for over a decade financially to turning my annual income into my monthly income. It happened so fast, Tina. It didn't seem like it should be possible. So even when I say that sometimes now, I'm still like, it doesn't mm. seem real, but it, it was. Welcome to the Women Choosing Growth Podcast, where we feature inspiring stories of success, challenges of growth, and lessons learned from women entrepreneurs, industry experts, and thought leaders who have been through the growing pains inevitable as an entrepreneur. Whether you are just getting started or are looking to scale up your business, our show is designed to provide you with the tools, resources, and community you need to grow your business. Join your host, Tina Sue, a lifelong entrepreneur and business growth advisor, as we explore topics such as marketing, sales, finance, leadership, and personal growth all tailored specifically to the needs of women entrepreneurs. So if you're ready to grow your business faster and smarter, then this podcast is for you. Thanks for tuning in and let's get started. Ladies, get ready for an amazing episode. We have Elise Archer. She is founder of She Sells also podcast host of She Sells Radio. And although it seems like she might be talking about sales, we go so much deeper into our conversation today. She really is passionate about really helping women entrepreneurs and sales professionals to really own themselves, basically. And those are in my words. She says it much better in our conversation today but is really helping to break free from things like our mindset and some of the blocks that we all seem to have and how to really get to that that you particularly want in life. Um, she talks about her journey and how she helped herself go from her annual income turned into a monthly income and how you can too. So also has a book coming up. So stay tuned. We talk very deeply about the things that we need to break free from and how to do it. So stay tuned for Elise Archer. Welcome back to another show, ladies. We have an amazing guest today. Elise Archer is a mentor to female business owners just like you and sales professionals. She shares strategies and ideas on how to sell in a way that feels natural in a line for you as a woman break through six and seven figure income marks and use your money in a way that creates real positive change in the world. And I love a quote that she says, because honestly, when women make more money, everybody wins. So she's also a great podcast host. You have to check out her podcast. She sells radio. And she just released as of last week, a new book called Permission to be Powerful. Welcome to the show, Elise. Oh, Tina, thank you so much. I, I love this. This is such a fun conversation already. I know we're just getting started and I can't wait to dive in. So thank you again so much for having me. Good, good. And we do have some really important topics to cover today. I really want to hear your story. Uh, mm -hmm. You have turned your annual income uh, into your monthly income. So let me say that again for our listeners. What she made in a year is now what she makes uh, in a month. So I really want to hear about that. But first, I really love to hear about the journey because this doesn't happen overnight. You don't just wake mm -hmm. up one day and, and you're making seven figures. So mm -hmm. how did you become the expert that you are today? And what kind of what were some of those moments in life that brought you to where you are? Oh my gosh, so many moments. 
<laughs> and it's, it's so true, right? Like you and I were kind of laughing in the pre-chat. Wouldn't it be nice if you just woke up and, and you were there? But but I actually don't think so because I, I my Agreed. own belief and, and experience has been it really is that process of becoming the woman who has the results you want that's the most gratifying. And then it's like, the money is kind of the cherry on top, right? The results are kind of the cherry on top. So sometimes easier said done when we're in those moments of contrast. In life. Agreed, 100%. But yeah, so with that being said, um, I'll share there's, there's been, I would say, two kind of pivotal points in life when a lot changed that would hopefully provide some relevant takeaways for your listeners. So I'll, I'll share first a bit of the backstory. I was just laughing about this with someone this morning. I actually, I, I think a lot of us don't necessarily intend to get into sales. I didn't intend to get into sales. And I went to college. This will date me. I went to college and thought I was going to be a newspaper reporter. So okay. that was my vision and goal. And I wanted to get into media and journalism. And I have a very vivid memory of, I must have been like 19 years old and sitting in my news ed class. And my professor shared how much you would make as a newspaper reporter. And at the time, I was like, you know, still a teenager. I didn't know that much. But the number he said was so low that I remember thinking... <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was low. <laughs> Even then, I don't think that's going to cut it. So simultaneously in college, I had been doing sales jobs on the side. And I found that I was quite good at them. And I enjoyed them. And so when I got out of school, I went into corporate media sales, climbed that ladder, did all the right things, checked the boxes. And in my late 20s, I found myself top of the leaderboard at work, looking on the outside, like I had it all together. So nice house, nice car. I was married, all the things where it's check the box, check, check the, the boxes. boxes. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and what I wasn't telling anyone though, Tina, was that I was in so much turmoil inside. Um, I was having anxiety, panic attacks, dealing with an eating disorder. What I wasn't aware of that I am now aware of is everything in my life was so out of alignment because I had really sought success through so much outer validation. And mm -hmm. I had stopped listening to my inner knowing about the right path for me. And so I reached a point, this was right at my 28th birthday and 28 is a special number to me. It's like, it's just my number. I see it everywhere. I was born on the 28th. Yeah. It's just my number. And I said, I am not going to spend this one 28th year of my life living something that on the outside looks good, but I feel terrible every day. And so I decided to, I ripped the bandaid off and decided to make a lot of massive changes really quick. And I, uh, I left the marriage. I was terrified of judgment of, with that, but, but did it. I left the corporate job again, was doing great in corporate. Uh, but there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that wasn't right and wasn't good. And I, I was like, I'm going to go out and start a coaching business. Had one client who paid me $300 to <laughs> presentation for him <laughs> for the year. Like, yeah, <laughs> proof of concept. I could make money outside of this job. I'm going. <laughs> I probably have a higher risk tolerance than so. Although I know everyone's listening as an entrepreneur, so they probably get it. Right. It's like if one person pays me, I got this. I could go. Yeah. You got to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. And I, I went on this journey of kind of unraveling my life, everything I had built up until that point. Mm -hmm. And so, so again, that was late 20s. There's been a lot of amazing um, synchronicities, serendipities that happened along the way. Six months to the day that I made that decision was not looking to meet someone new, but I met someone at a networking event and I knew within five minutes he was my my person and we are Aww. now married and we have two beautiful boys together. And um, so it's been a beautiful personal journey. 
kind of do a gap of about 10 years there. And then I'm going to fast forward. <laughs> sure. Maybe not 10 years, maybe more like seven years. So even after having made all of those changes and getting my life really aligned, like building my own business, becoming an entrepreneur, a happy, thriving marriage, um, all of that, the one piece that I couldn't figure out was still no matter what I did, I couldn't break past a certain income threshold. And so I was someone who probably a lot of people listening can maybe relate, driven, motivated, ambitious, mm-hmm. like... I like making money. I'm not going to like shy away from it, right? I think any of us who are entrepreneurs, we hopefully want to provide a great service. And we also love the freedom that that life can provide. And But no matter what I did, and I was working hard, Tina, like working hard, working all hours, um, investing tens of thousands of dollars in coaching and tactical strategy, but I could never move the needle financially. I remember there was a point in time when our first son was four months old. And I was up late night reading, which any moms get. It's like, you're, if you're nursing, yeah. you're, you're up you're doing something. crazy hours. <laughs> yeah, you got to do something. <laughs> and I was reading uh, Bronnie Ware's Top 5 Regrets of the Dying. Have you read that book? I have not. <sighs> it's amazing. It's, if anyone needs a good like kick in the pants to go out and li- like just actually go for the thing you want, it's a phenomenal book for that. So she, Bronnie was a, a hospice worker who sat with people on their deathbeds. And she said, mm-hmm. there are these top five regrets that everyone has. And one of them, the most common was, I wish I had had the courage to live a life that was true to me rather mm-hmm. than what everyone else expected of me. And I realized even in that point where I had made so many changes and already like quantum leaped in many ways, I was still in many ways hiding. And I was um, amazing. I had some amazing people I was partnered with um, who had come alongside and and helped partner with them in their business. Um, Like some of my best friends on this planet, incredible people. But I was hiding behind them. I had a vision of doing something greater on my own, um, but was too, too afraid to step out and do it. And I was hiding on social media. I was um, hiding by not having enough money to do things that I really wanted to do. So I wasn't aware of that, but I was using my money story as a convenient way of hiding. And I just said, I don't care what it takes. I don't want to go to the end of my life and say, I never lived a life that was really true to me because I knew there was a calling in my heart and in my life, which is a lot of what we talk about in the book, permission to be powerful, to do something much greater. Because life was like good, but it wasn't great. So I said, mm-hmm. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to finally bust through any and all limitations and figure out what's really possible for my life. I think many of us have had those moments where we, we make that commitment and then we're like, now what? Like lightning yeah, didn't crash. <laughs> Nothing happened. What does it mean? <laughs> but then if you're open you'll get a nudge, you'll get some guidance. And just a couple of days after making that commitment, I felt guided to listen to a podcast from a woman who coached female entrepreneurs to become millionaires. That's me. I like that. I want to do that. Sign me up. Right? Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, she says, she's got a spot for a private coaching client. I'm like, all right, universe, I'll bite. We get on the discovery call. It feels so aligned. I'm like, yes, I know I need to do this. And then I find out that the investment for coaching is $50,000 for six months, which up until that point, I'd been making $100,000 a year. And I hadn't been setting it aside. I was like, we were burning through it. Mm-hmm. And, but there was something... So I was terrified. 
every limiting belief came up. There was something Tina in me that said, you have to do this because I knew I had said, I'll do whatever it takes. Just I'm going to follow the nudges. And here it was in front of me. And this is something that I, I found to be so true is when we are quantum leaping and when we are ready to really elevate, we are going to be asked to do things that are so stretchy and so uncomfortable mm-hmm. that the old version of us would absolutely not do. But that's actually the whole point of it is it stretches you so far out of your comfort zone. Petrified. I just, I trusted my intuition. I said, I'm going to find a way to make this work. I uh, scraped together the deposit on a credit card and I proceeded for a period of a couple of weeks to encounter every limiting belief I'd ever had about money, who I was, what I was capable of. But because I was so in it and I had no choice but to be in it, I was actually forced to look at them and to start questioning everything I never thought about my limitations. And I started showing up differently and taking different types of action, taking bolder action, doing things the old version of me wouldn't have done in my business, getting far more visible on social media, doing things that felt petrifying. And in six weeks of making that firm decision, so it wasn't like, oh, this would be nice. It was a firm decision. This is changing. That's when I went from having been stuck at the same level for over a decade financially to turning my annual income into my monthly income. And it wasn't, it happened so fast, Tina, it didn't seem like it should be possible. So even when I say that sometimes now I'm still like, it doesn't mm. seem real, but it, it was. When I look back on it, what I've been able to discover is it, there, it wasn't working harder. It wasn't more of the same. It was a very different approach. And it's something we now teach in our methodology called the four quadrants of quantum sales growth that create these tremendous leaps for people who may have been stuck. And so much of it, I'll just say this, and then I'll I'll turn it back to you. So much of it is identity work, because what I've, I've found and come to understand is your results will never supersede your identity. So in that period of six weeks, I literally formed a new identity for myself, a new self-concept that was free of the old restrictions and old beliefs Mm -hmm. and who actually felt worthy of what she wanted and started thinking differently and showing up in a more elevated way. So please take that wherever you want. That's a bit of the backstory. (laughs) And uh, it's, it's it's a lot of the backstory, but hopefully that helps serve your audience. It does. You've said so much in there. Um, j- very inspiring. And I'm a type of person who loves to be stretched too, which mm. is my other half does not. So it's always interesting, <laughs> like the dynamic. Not everyone loves that uh, very uncomfortable feeling. Mm. Um, so I, I totally get that. And kudos to you for feeling feeling the pull and actually acting on it because mm. again, not everybody does. So sure. that's amazing. Um, I do want to point out one thing that you said without saying it. And I think it's something that people need to hear often. We're both business coaches. Coaches of whatever industry still need coaches and advice or whatever you call it, advisors, coaching, mentors. So you paid a pretty penny for someone to assist you. And so that's something that I see, I I hear often is like, oh, well, like if I hire someone, then that means that I'm not the expert expert that Uh, I should be. It's like, no, like even personal trainers train with other people. Like it's, so I just, I wanted to point that out because that is a way to continually to better yourself uh, in your craft. 
Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I, I, I personally would not hire a coach who wasn't actively like growing and developing themselves because exactly. you're, you're, you're always going to just rise to the level of your current understanding. Right. So I think that's critically important. And there's see, I've had seasons in life where it's been a really stretchy coaching investment like that. I've had seasons in life where it's not, but I'm always working with a mentor of some sort. And I can tell you, you do too, because of that question. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think it's critical when we hire mentors to me, I want to hire a mentor, not for a strategy, but I want to learn how they think. I want to find someone who has the life and the results that I want. And I want to learn how they think. And so I'm constantly looking to up level there. And I like the questions that they ask me, questions that I would be asking other people. Yeah, you know, like, it's oh, a nice. great question. I've been avoiding that. Like, <laughs> yep. I, uh, that's that's deep down. How am I yep. going <laughs> to? You got to have a mirror. You got to have a mirror, like a mirror that's mm -hmm. going to um, stretch you. Exactly. Yes. Are you an accomplished woman business owner with a story to tell? Do you crave a platform where you can share your journey, the good, the bad, and the ugly? Hey, everyone, it's Tina here. If you're fans of the show, then you know we are a show that celebrates the strengths and resilience of women entrepreneurs just like you. As we're getting this podcasting community going, I thought it would be fitting to an extended invitation to apply to join me as a guest on our top 100 podcast platform. I started Women Choosing Growth because I believe that real growth happens when we come together and share our expertise and our experiences. We want to hear your inspiring stories, the challenges you face, and the lessons you've learned on your entrepreneur journey. Whether you've triumphed over adversity or faced setbacks head on, your story has the power to inspire and empower other women just like you. This platform is for you to showcase your achievements, highlight your expertise, and create meaningful connections within our community. So if you're a fearless woman business owner, unafraid to open up about your path to success, we want you on our show. Go to www.womenchoosinggrowth.com and join our community. From there, you'll be given the chance to fill out the short application. If you believe that you have a story to share, then why not? Once again, it's www.womenchoosinggrowth.com. I can't wait to feature more amazing and talented women in this community. Now, back to the show. Let's talk about the coaching that you do uh, as because sales is a dirty word for some people, including entrepreneurs, which is interesting because you yeah. need sales to uh, have a business. So let uh, share with us about what it is that you uh, help entrepreneurs do from that from your coaching program. Sure, sure. I, you know, I laugh, Tina, because a lot of times people will like they'll start listening to our podcast and they'll say. Oh, I thought this was going to be about sales. And it's actually about so much more. <laughs> so, That's so the point. Yeah, exactly. Um, sales is really the Trojan horse, I, I think, in, in what we do and in our marketing. And we absolutely help. I say we because I've got an amazing team now um, that, that I partner with and what we do. We absolutely help with sales strategy. And according to neuroscience, only 2 to 5% of our results in sales, business, business and life are based upon the actual actions that we're taking, our conscious thinking and our conscious actions. The remaining 95 to 98% are based on more of that identity work. Like we were talking about earlier, when, when I finally had my own breakthrough experience after having been stuck for so long, it wasn't 
just more action. In fact, it was less action, but it was crafting a new identity. Again, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, I was able to look back at what happened and say, how in the world did this happen? It happened so fast after I've been trying so hard for so long. And this methodology that we now teach called the four quadrants of quantum sales growth came together. We call them the four M's and I'll just briefly um, walk through them. And it's sometimes a little easier if you can see it, but if you can just kind of mm-hmm. picture in your mind, like a square divided with four little boxes inside, that's basically what it looks like. It's, it's not too fancy. Um, but the first one is mind over matter. And when I say that, most people probably think, oh, just push through, like just get past it, hustle. That's, that's not what I mean. We incorporate both neuroscience and quantum physics in this quadrant. Um, and it's literally mind over the physical 3D matter in your world. So this is where we help people with belief reprogramming. We help people with Mm -hmm. self-concept and identity work, really crafting who is that identity of the person who has the results that you want. And then how do you start living into that? Because in, in sales and in life, we don't get what we want. We get what we are. So you can say, oh, I want a seven-figure business. And I'm going to put a picture of seven figures on my vision board and I'm going to look at it. Well, that's maybe a tiny piece of it. But what are the thoughts, feelings, and actions that you would be having from that place of a seven-figure business? And you want to get clear on that and then start practicing those every day. And yes, there will be limiting beliefs that come up around it. Yes, it will feel uncomfortable. Yes, your brain will tell you to stop going. And so that's where we have to have really good, to your point earlier, mentoring to help us know what to do when the limiting beliefs come up and know not to listen to them. So that's the first quadrant, mind over matter. The second is money. Some, I don't think people realize how much money blocks contribute to sales, sales blocks, but mm-hmm. your level of income will never exceed your level of self-worth. So most people will make what they saw their parents make growing up because that's just what they got conditioned was a normal amount to make. This is why when I got out of school, I immediately went and made six figures because that's what I'd seen my parents do. And then I stayed there. And I stayed stuck there for 10 years. And because I, I was programmed to make that amount, I didn't know it. You're making a good living. You're like checking another box, like, yep, I made it. Checking the box. It's a safe, comfortable, it was a safe, comfortable amount, but it wasn't what I really wanted. Mm-hmm. And, and so with money, people have so much money stuff that they <laughs> get to work through. And they don't realize it. how I much, the, yeah, mm-hmm. we don't realize how much this blocks our sales results, but you, your subconscious will only allow you to make the amount of money that you feel worthy of receiving. So it will literally block opportunities, give you poor timing, um, have you say the wrong thing on a sales call to block an opportunity for money if yep. you do not feel in alignment with making more. So helping people up their financial set point is huge. So if you want to make a lot of people come in and they want to make maybe their first six figures, then multi six and then seven. So much of that is just upping your financial set point so that you feel comfortable and normal around making that amount of money. So we do that work with clients because then the, the results kind of naturally follow from there. The third quadrant and bear with me because the old version of me would have like you know, scoffed at this and said, I don't know what that is. That sounds weird and woo and I'm going <laughs> to dismiss it, but it actually is, is tremendously impactful learning how to integrate your masculine and your feminine energy. Tell me more. Yeah, I know. And for a lot of, especially like high achieving <laughs> driven women. Who are that, coming from, right? And we're like, what is feminine? I don't know. I don't, I wear skirts. Is that it? 
this is, and that's, that's not what I mean. I was more like, where's my masculine side? <laughs> yeah. Also that, right? Like I think most people can say, Oh, I tend to be in one camp more than another. Um, so we all have both types of energy in us, right? We men, woman, doesn't matter your gender. We all have both types of energy. I'll do a quick example. So I've got my, my cup of tea here. So masculine is structure, support, systems. It's like the cup that holds the tea inside. We need this. So you can think about this like your, your CRM, your calendar, your scripts, if you use sales scripts. We need this. This is important. Um, we need to have this in our, in our business. However, my, what I found what I was living out and a lot of our community was living is living out before they come to us is I was completely in masculine when I was stuck at the same income level. The feminine it, masculine is doing its hustle. It's let's get it done. It's goal oriented. It's outcome driven, important in our businesses. And mm -hmm. if we are all there, it's like having a cup that's supposed to have something like life giving water in it to drink and there's no water. So gotcha. if someone is listening and they find themselves burnt out, depleted, overwhelmed, exhausted, that's an automatic indicator that you're too far in your masculine because the feminine, it's about flow state. It's about mm -hmm. receiving. It's about intuition. It's about spontaneity. It's about the quantum leap. So when I quantum leaped, I didn't do more masculine. I actually tapped way into my feminine, which is about possibility. It's about what do I really want? Not what do I think I can get? It's about fun. It's about play. It's about enjoying the process. And so that is actually when I look for like a good ratio for how do people quantum leap? I look for about 70% feminine, 30% masculine. So the more like we can it. tap into that state of fun and flow and receiving, we actually, we, we stop gripping and micromanaging the result so much. And in that releasing of the grip, we're actually able to allow in what we want. So there's a lot of energy to this, but so that's the third quadrant. And then the fourth quadrant is the method. So this is where we're talking strategy. Now this is custom and different for everyone. And so I've been privileged to work with and coach and mentor some of the top entrepreneurs in the world, the top rep for Salesforce, like some of the leading sales professionals in the world. So the strategy piece to me is the easy part. That's all good. Any strategy will work. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't think there's one silver bullet. A lot of it is your belief in the strategy and your belief in yourself. Mm -hmm. But so we call those first three, the big three. So mind over matter, money, and then masculine and feminine, because again, according to science, these contribute to 95 to 98% of your results. The method is just like the cherry on top. And I think the problem is most people are all method or a lot of people have been trained all method. Sure. But it's like, if you want to build a, a skyscraper, you would need a really solid foundation to lay it on. And that's those big three, which most people don't pay attention to or they dismiss because they think they don't matter. They're all strategy. Exactly. Strategy and tactical. That's it. Tactics yeah. to go check more boxes. Send this DM, so use this script. It, yep. Again, any of it can work. It's all about your belief in it. I so believe in that. I'm thank you for slowing that down and really sharing that and any, you know, materials that you want to attach to this podcast, awesome. I'd be happy to uh, help share that as well. Thank you. So what kind of people do you work with? Who Who's best for this quadrant? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we're actually, we're building out a free training on it right now. So by the time it's this airs, we'll probably have it ready and we can share it. So that would be, um, be happy to share that. And, uh, and I appreciate that. So we work with both sales professionals and entrepreneurs. 
When I launched the company, I thought it was going to be more sales professionals just because of my background. And it's probably 70% entrepreneurs now, 30% um, sales professionals, but an amazing mix of both. And I would say, again, everyone is unique. We have people who are just starting off in their career. And we also have people who have kind of reached that tipping point where they're like, this is good. Things are good. Life is good. I've, I've checked the boxes, but I've hit a... I've hit a ceiling, I've hit a, a plateau and I can't figure out how to break through it. And they're ready for far greater results with far greater ease as well. So I think the common denominator is a great desire for more and a, a, a yearning and an interest in learning sales and business from oftentimes a, a feminine perspective where it's not all about the hustle, the push, the grind. And mm -hmm. it, and there's a actually the possibility of achieving far greater sales and business results and having time with your family or kids and having time for self-care, you know, having time for travel and vacation. Because I do think that we can have it all. And it's all about just, again, your belief in your self-concept and who you are and how hard you're going to have to work to get to where you want to go. I agree. And as a goal-oriented person that I am, I believe I ask clients that a lot. Like, what is your goal? Is it to take the you know vacation? Like, that can be our carrot, if you will. I love that. Absolutely. So I can imagine all this work, the mindset, the the money blocks, um, you know, getting out of our own heads, uh, and being open to allow for some of those nudges, this does not happen overnight. <laughs> so <laughs> kind of talk to me about what the process is. And imagine, I'm, I'm guessing, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but people will probably pop in between those different quadrants. We think yeah. we got the money thing figured out and then like, <laughs> oop, it pops back up two months oh, later. Yeah. Am I Because I'm oh, yeah. sort of looking at like the people I work with and myself, be flopping all over the place. Oh, for how does sure. that work? I mean, how do you help people break through. This is deep stuff. It, yeah, it is. <laughs> and it's not therapy. Like we have people come in who are like, Oh, I'm, I've been doing therapy. And actually what's, what's, what is beautiful is a lot of people find they can release a lot of the things that they've been doing that's kept them stuck in the past. Although I, I love getting whatever support you need. I think that's so important. Um, but it is deep work. It's very <laughs> deep work. You're right. Because we, we do inner child. We do um, a lot of belief rewiring work. We go there to where did that belief come from? And then yep. we help switch mm -hmm. it. So what's so powerful about what you said, Tina, is that yes, people absolutely are, are moving through those four quadrants all the time. I think this is an Abraham Hicks thing where it's contrast always lives at the edge of your next level. Mm -hmm. So what I find is that this is my own life too. Every time we ascend and we're like, man, I did it. Like we hit the new goal. We hit the new target. We make the new hire. We hit the revenue goal. All of a sudden, now because we, we are goal-oriented people, we're always setting a higher bar. There's nothing wrong with that. I love that. I think that's actually how we're wired. But then you're going to find you're bumping up again against limiting beliefs, against money blocks, because there's a, a new version of you who's going to have to emerge in order to have that new result. You're going to, at a certain point, you're going to have to become a much better leader. You're going to have mm -hmm. to become much better at trusting people. And, and this has been part of my own journey too, because I was such a lone wolf for a long time. That was my safety and comfort zone. So I've gotten to really work on myself and, and what does it look like to bring in a lot more people and how do I grow in that as a leader in that? So that was my growth edge, even after all of this happened. And you'll, you'll find there's new limiting beliefs that come up. There's new challenges that come up. Um, 
so yeah, so we go where we need to go for many of those four quadrants. And it's, to me, it's, it's a, a living, breathing embodiment of based on the result I want to create, who is, again, who is that person who's at that level? What are her thoughts? What are her feelings? What are her actions? And that can be, so we're going to be playing in all of those quadrants, right? Money, like how worthy do I feel of the money I want? What's my, where do I notice? My brain tells me I can't have that. Is it like a million dollar month? Is it more? Is it less? Like where does your brain shut it and say, Mm-mm, not going to happen. So you kind of notice where your edge is or where do I keep having this pattern happen with team and no matter who I hire, they always drop off or this happens or that happens. Okay. That's something in you. So again, I'm all things I've gotten to work on in myself. But so that's why I think it's important to, to have a skill set where you can say, okay, this is a money limiting belief. This isn't actually true. There is another way I could approach this. And then, and again, to your point earlier, that's the power of mentorship is having someone who can like mirror that to you and help you think completely outside of the box you've been thinking in about what's yep. possible for you. Absolutely love it. And I was relating myself to that too, of ping pong uh, all over yes. the place and so much that I've learned. I, one thing you said about getting to the top of the mountain, I remember being 22. It was first like real job out of college. And someone said to me, well, what happens when you get to the top of your pyramid and you have reached your goal? And I looked at him like he had three heads, like, <laughs> well, I would not ever be at the top of my <laughs> pyramid. So I didn't know it at the time. I was not looking to be an entrepreneur in my early 20s. It happened at 26, but yeah, that because I was pregnant. So like not even mm-hmm. anything that I had thought of, but apparently that is wired in some of us to be like, there's no pyramid. <laughs> yes. I, you know what? If I can just say something like, I think it's wired in all of us. I, I truly think we are all wired to expand. I just don't think everyone is aware of that, but that's where complacency, dis-ease, those things set in is when we're not allowing ourselves to expand. I think you're probably spot on because I think people stop at that uncomfortable zone. Mm -hmm. I've met several people, like I said, even my spouse does not like that stretching as much as I do. Um, He does very much, but not as as ridiculous as (laughs) I like that. So I think people probably get to there and go like, oh, I'm at the top of the mountain. I'm Mm -hmm. good now. And really there's a mountain right there that you could scale a little bit more. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this, there's a concept that we teach called selling from wholeness because for so much of my life, I, I scaled mountains because I was seeking some sort of validation outside of me. And I thought if I can just get there, then, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be successful. Then I'll be abundant. Then I'll be worthy. And what I found in this process and and even in that income quantum leap, the money didn't come or increase until after I figured out how to feel whole and worthy and abundant in myself, regardless of what the sales report said, regardless Mm -hmm. of the bank account, because those things are always just going to mirror who you're being. Again, it all mirrors your beliefs. So when we, when we do the work to shed the old limiting beliefs and start to feel whole in ourselves, it's not that we stop climbing mountains. In fact, I think we climb far greater ones. It's not from a gap. It's not like, oh, I have to do this because then I'll feel good enough. It's no, I'm good. I, I love myself. I feel worthy. I feel empowered. And from this place, I just want to see how good life can get. I mm-hmm. want to see how much I can expand because it feels fun not because I feel like I have to, to be good enough. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. It's such a difference. It is. That's all great stuff. Um, we could talk about this for days, but I do want to talk about your upcoming book. I'm assuming mm-hmm. it is related. 
Tell us about it. It it just released January 2024. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what was really what's what's fun about this community and getting to do this work is um, I get to see a lot of other mainly women, although we have people of all different genders in our community, but mainly women quantum leaping. And so one of the members of my mastermind, she came in maybe two years ago and was in a consulting role with an organization. She was just like, burnt out and like not getting great treatment. And she said, I know there's something more for me, but again, she'd been stuck. She'd been doing the same thing forever. And there were some fears about that. So through the the course of the mastermind and really doing her own kind of inner work there at the end of six months, she had clarity. She was like, I'm going to go launch a publishing house. She was really smart, loved books, loved editing. It was always like a passion, but she just never thought it was something she could do, but she did it. And she launched a publishing house. And when she did that, I was like, this is amazing. Like we're going to publish our first She Sells book with with her because it's just, it's so full circle. Sure. I love it. Yeah. So we, I, I had a number of women from my community collaboratively write this book called Permission to be Powerful. And I write the forward and the, and the chapter in it. And then we've got a number of other women who contribute as well. But every woman's story in there is about a time when she realized that it sounds very matrixy, but she realized that she was the one she'd been waiting for. So she realized she was looking to others to give her permission, validation, Mm -hmm. to go for the things she wanted. And when she just finally gave herself permission to be in her full power, what that looked like, and then how she gave herself that permission, because that can feel daunting sometimes when we're used to seeking everything externally. So it's it's beautiful because there's a lot of different perspectives. There's women who have different takes on it than I do, but every woman has her own version of it. And it's a really cool um it's a really cool collaborative anthology really of of stories where you can see yourself mirrored in other women and uh, and not just be inspired by the stories but also get the how. How did it happen? How did you leave the job? How did you start your business? How did you quantum leap financially? Uh, and so it's it's a very, very cool book and something we're really proud of. I absolutely can't wait to read it. Yeah. That'll I be right that. after this. I will <laughs> making that order. Absolutely. I, love I, it. I do love hearing other inspiring stories, obviously. Um, yeah. That's why I love hearing about yours as well. Did we miss anything? Is there like some something else that I haven't asked that our that our listeners should know about quantum leaping? No, this is a great conversation. You're a wonderful host. Um, thank you. Well, thank it's you. I, I think the the one thing that for whatever reason feels resonant for your audience, um, so I'll just I'll trust it is knowing that your desires are green lights. So I look back and we've we've all had these moments where we felt like we wanted to do something, we wanted to take a risk, whether you're wired like you and me, where we're like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> like I can break yeah. past the limiting beliefs, or maybe we're wired more like your partner and my partner, where they're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's why they're our partners. <laughs> there is some there's beauty and balance, right? <laughs> yes, I would agree. We've all had those moments. And I bet everyone listening can look back at a time when you trusted yourself, even though it didn't make sense, even though it felt scary. And as Steve Jobs said, you'll only connect the dots looking backwards, but you can look and see if I had not trusted my desires, if I had not trusted myself, life wouldn't be anywhere near what it is. And and to me, the most, the one that resonates for me most deeply in my own personal story is trusting myself to leave the marriage in my late twenties, even though it felt so scary and I was so afraid of judgment, but it was the first time I really trusted myself. 
and took that action. And if I hadn't taken that action, I would not have met my partner, Jason. We've been married seven years now and have a beautiful marriage and I wouldn't have my kids. So it's, it's like, we can all look back and see that. And your intuition will never steer you wrong. Your desires will never steer you wrong with their heartfelt soul aligned desires. So they are green lights and it's always going to require you to stretch. It's going to require you to get uncomfortable, but that's also where the quantum leap comes from is stepping into the unknown and actually trusting yourself in that. So I think that's my, when I think about what's the one thing I would tell my kids from my deathbed, it's like, trust yourself, trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, for you better than anyone else. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And I, I heard you say multiple times and I've seen this in so many people's lives too. So I'll double down on what you said, but I will not say it nearly as eloquently as you did, but really about allowing so many women are looking for that external validation. Mm. Like I need I'm I'm worried about what people think if I get a divorce. Yeah. I'm what if I do make this money and you know none of my friends do. Like we have yeah. to stop allowing that to be part of our decision making. Like yeah. what is going to make you happy? And you you said it much better than I did, but I just so, so many times I see that where people that that's some of those limiting beliefs. So yeah. we need to love ourselves and yes. not worry about what other people are going to think. They'll get over it or they're not your friend. Oh my gosh. Amen. Amen. We've been having this conversation so much in our community lately. Um, mm-hmm. And what you just said is like the most powerful exclamation mark to everything <laughs> that I said. And, and I think this is, I'll just add this one thing on because this really helped me take action on things I've been wanting to take action on was just the awareness of, I'm the only one who has to live my life. So why am I so busy trying to live it for other people Mm -hmm. when I'm the one who day in, day out is the one who has to live it? So why not make it something I actually want to live? And you start to have some real honest conversations with yourself (laughs) from Mm -hmm. that point. And there, there will be adjustments and there will be shifts and changes. But remembering that um, when your intuition is guiding you in a certain direction, it's always going to be better. It's always by law, it's going to be better. So you got to trust that and you got to move forward on that. Amen to that. That's a great place to wrap up. (laughs) I appreciate having you so much here today. And we're going to share your book link so people can jump on that and hear Mm -hmm. some more wonderful stories. Um, And I do want to have you back because you're also writing another book that will be coming out next year ish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the plan. And it's thank you so much. And it's, it's a much deeper dive into some of what we talked about today. So I would be so honored. This was an amazing conversation. I'd love to come back. And we'll also include all the links. So if people do want to jump on some of your programs and Mm, and follow you you on social media, we'll make sure we include all of that because everything you said here today is things that we're all working through on a regular basis. So, and we need mentors in our life. We need those people to push us even farther than we're pushing ourselves. Ask those deep questions. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate having you here today. Thank you, Tina. I hope you enjoyed today's episode please be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. The Woman Choosing Growth Show is not just another podcast. It's a tribe of women helping each other grow. So please share this podcast with all the women entrepreneurs that you would love to see succeed. If you'd like to know more about customized business advising through Cultivate Advisors, download business tools, or sign up for upcoming events, visit www.womenchoosinggrowth.com. Once again, that's www.womenchoosinggrowth.com. Remember, we are in this together. See you on the next one.